Okay, so I probably watched maybe about a fair amount of Pixel 6 reviews, and they are all over the place. They are here, there, and everywhere. They are good, they are bad, they are back and forth, they are, well, I don't know, and and maybe it could be, and they'll probably become, and it is the current best right now. There are a lot of different perspectives when it comes to the Google Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro, and I really feel like that <laughs> Google if their intentions was to make probably one of the most controversial phones, they have succeeded. They've hidden the bullseye on the target. They are really just in that zone. Um, so prepare for me to explain what I think of all the reviews of the Google Pixel 6. And this is uncensored. And we're back and hello and again if you didn't know my name is tito and i love talking about tech i love ranting about tech i love podcasting about it and you're listening to one right now so thank you for being here i really appreciate it and let's get into today's subject at hand google pixel 6 reviews there are a lot of them and i watched a fair good amount of them and i'm here on this podcast to actually judge all of them so yes i'm being very judgmental but in no way am i going to be calling out people individually out of respect for them but they'll know who they are uh when they hear certain things that i have to say on this how they presented the the pixel 6 to the world because that's the thing that has become the internet the internet these days is for several key reasons it's for searching up information it's for watching viral videos and it's for ranting and bitching about things and that's what the internet has become now when it comes to reviews um youtube has essentially become the tool for samsung and google and other companies to showcase their material the money they spend on advertising there by handing out a bunch of devices for free is less than what they pay to run a commercial ad spot. So, um, yeah, it's like a win-win. But I think the direction that YouTube has taken has become a, a, a very strange place, almost as if I stepped into another dimension. Uh, we used to be very realistic about things. We used to call out a lot of things, but certain things are being called out because of a biased standpoint. And you can really feel that. It doesn't take much. It, there's, there's not a lot that has to be done to figure out that the person is from a, a, a biased standpoint. It's real easy to tell. Very simple to tell. Um, you know, what, one of the big things that people are starting to call out at the end of 2021 coming into 2022 is like you see a bunch of different reviewers and they're like, oh, yes, this is my Pixel 6 and it's got a, it's got an amazing camera. It's got amazing this. It's got amazing that. And I really love this device. And then four days later on social media, they're like posting, hey, I'm back to my iPhone 13 Pro Max or I'm back to my Galaxy S21 Ultra. <laughs> you know, so like people are like, hey, wait a minute. I thought you really liked the phone. I thought this phone is like what you're going to keep in your pocket for the foreseeable future. And you already gave up. I know this because I've been guilty of doing that before in my YouTube days. I guess stepping out of the YouTube realm has given me a different perspective on things and has given me a different ground to stand on as far as podcasting and what I'm going to be talking about. 
So in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Google Pixel reviews that I've seen so far and what I think about all of them. There have been good ones, there have been bad ones, and that's to be expected, right? No phone is going to be well-loved by everybody, and, you know, that, that's just the way it is, right? No one, it, it, it's, it's not going to go out there where someone's just going to be like, oh, yeah, this is a phone that nobody hates. That's, I'd be lying if I told you that. I would love for the Pixel 6 to be a phone that nobody hated, but eventually people are going to hate it. There are different reasons why people hate it. Let's get real. One of the big honest reasons why some people hate it is just because they just don't want Google to succeed. They want to see Samsung succeed or they want to see Apple succeed, right? A biased standpoint. Go figure. But, you know, to be real on a lot of things, I look at these reviews because I want to see what other people are seeing. I try to put myself in other people's shoes to try to find out exactly why people feel this certain way. Yes, I'm not a fan of the fact that, you know, there's been issues with uh, Android 12 software update on the Pixel 6 and it's caused a delay in the Pixel drop where they release new features for the Pixel phones. I get that. I totally get that. But, you know, I'm just like, okay, what does everyone else got to say about it? So I started watching these reviews and I'm like, okay, some of them are, some of them are good. Some of them, they mentioned very good points. Some, some people actually hit those good points right on, on the head. They're like, yes, you know, we're, we're going to be straightforward with you guys and we're just going to hit it right there on the head. Bam, there it is, you know, right there in front of your face. And like, I can respect those, you know, I can respect those that really actually use the phone before actually um, making a review about it. I think that was one of the big arguments earlier this year with the embargo on the uh, Pixel devices. They were allowed to show the body of the phone. They were allowed to turn it on, but they weren't allowed to show you the software and they weren't allowed to tell you much about it. And a lot of people speculated that the reason why they did this is because with the embargo in place means that the reviewers who are part of Team Pixel that got the Pixel 6 or 6, well, they, all of them got Pixel 6 Pros. None of them got the Pixel 6. At least I don't think so. Um, but it, 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 it made them have to take the time to actually use the phone. Actually take the time to really get to know the phone before coming out with a review video. And, and what did we get? What did we get because of the embargo? Well, we got a bunch of review videos where it seemed like that everybody that was laying out a review had something different to say. See, if you look back in previous year Pixels, you would see that the Team Pixel reviewers were all regurgitating the same mess. They were all telling you the same thing. The size of the screen was this. The cameras are like this. The photos came out like this. It was just the same thing. Different face, different voice, same dialogue. Might as well, they should have just, you know, been plagiarizing each other. Because they were literally saying the same thing. Now, key into 2021 and the Google Pixel 6. And now a word from our sponsor. Thank you for taking the time to listen to that. And yeah, so back to where we were at. Key in 2021 Pixel 6 launch. And the Pixel 6 Pro made its way into the hands of all the Team Pixel members. Some of them who were part of Team Pixel were forgotten about and had to reach out to a certain person on social media who happens to be the person who seeks out new members for Team Pixel. Um, But that whole debacle didn't last very long. So Team Pixel members got their Pixel 6 Pro and they did their unboxings. But then they noticed there was an embargo. I think there was two embargoes and that they had to abide by. So with that being said, 
uh, when the embargo was lifted, all of a sudden, it was like the floodgates of hell had opened. It had opened, and all the reviews were coming out. But what was different from previous Pixel reviews was that each reviewer had something different to say to start off with. Some started off directly with the cameras and the telephoto lens, the ultra-wide lens. Um, some started with the engineering of the camera bar and why Google went with that positioning for the cameras. Others started off with the audio quality. Others started off with the in-display fingerprint sensor. We had reviewers now coming from all angles when it came to their review of the Pixel 6. Sure, they may have all kind of said the same thing. If you listen to the entire review videos, you would hear the same things. But they all started from different standpoints. They all started from a different point. And because they did, we got entirely different types of videos. We've got um, people more focused on audio, people more focused on camera, people more focused on Android 12, people more focused on the design, people more focused on the connectivity. It was different than every video leading the same way, which meant that reviewers actually did spend time with this phone. But why was this so easily highlighted by those people who are non-tech reviewers, just those who took to YouTube because they have an interest in mobile technology and in mobile phones coming out and love to watch review videos about it? Why were those audiences able to pick up on this so quickly? And that is because, again, it goes back to the, hi, I like Google Pixel 6 is Pixel 6 for my foreseeable future. Three days later on social media, I'm back to my iPhone 13 Pro Max. So you have, you know, people who tend to just like feed us a, a, a giant amount of BS because, again, they have to keep their sponsors happy. Um, and, and we can see it. Those people who have a good brain in their head can actually cut a lot through the bullshit. To be simple with everybody, it just... That's just the way it is. We can see through a lot of that facade. We know who are the real Pixel fanboys and fangirls and then who are just blowing smoke up our asses because uh, they just want to stay relevant in in Team Pixel. And we get that. Um, so I decided I was going to watch a bunch of reviews. And the reviews are quite funny. The reviews are quite strange. Um, there are people who literally look at this phone and expect it to be exactly the iPhone 13 Pro Max. That's when they got to stop smoking those trees and come back to reality to understand this is a Pixel phone, not an iPhone. Same way with those people who are just like, oh, my God, I was like, I switched from my S21 Ultra to this phone thinking that, you know, it's just going to be like my S21 Ultra and I'm disappointed. Well, no, because it doesn't say S21 Ultra on it. It doesn't say Samsung on it. Just because Samsung helped build the chip and just because Samsung's camera sensor is in the phone doesn't make it a Samsung device. Okay. Um... There were years where, you know, Samsung was selling the uh, Super AMOLED panels to other OEMs and eventually makes its way to Apple. And what happens with that? Does that turn those phones into Samsung Galaxy phones? No, they stayed exactly what they are. So, like I keep telling people, the Pixel 6 is only good at being what it is, the Pixel. That's all it's good at being at. And it doesn't help when Google doesn't really market a great point about these phones to anybody. I watched a review video 
a discussion video actually from a YouTuber and he made a very excellent point. You know how like when lawyers are, you know, they're in court, they're, uh, they always say, they always have that saying that a lawyer should always lead with it with its best witness to start. Google needs to take practice in, in litigation tactics and kind of go that route. They need to lead with their best features. And while some of you may be in shock, the best feature on a Pixel is not the camera. Again, I repeat, the best feature in a Pixel phone in the Pixel 6 is not the camera. It is being an intelligent phone. And I've said this from the beginning. The Pixel 6 is a very intelligent phone. When you watch ads, they are saying the same thing that you can get from any other smartphone. That YouTuber who made that video talking about it was absolutely right. Samsung's take great photos. OnePlus's take great photos. iPhone's take great photos. So what differentiates the Pixel? Why should anyone want to get to know what a Google Pixel phone is? And that's just because it has some features that none of those other phones really have. Hold for me. The ability to call into a business queue to be placed on hold while waiting for a live rep, you put the phone line on hold where Google will stay on the call and listen. And once a live rep comes on, it will simultaneously tell the rep that you are coming back on the phone to speak to them at the same time alerting you that there's a live rep on the phone line to get your ass back on the phone. That is something that no other smartphone is doing and that is absolutely cool. The call screening. Now yes, there are carriers who offer spam protection, spam blocking, you know, all this other stuff, but nothing quite hits it like call screen by Google. The ability for the assistant to answer the phone call, to interact with the person on the phone line, to have them vocally speak, to tell it why they need to get in contact with you. And at the same time as they're telling the assistant why they need to talk to you, your assistant is typing it out in a message queue on your screen telling you what that person is saying. So you literally can know what the person is saying without having to listen to them. And I believe there is a feature where you could actually listen to what the caller is saying without them hearing you. But either way, the ability for your phone to screen a phone call and to notify you who it is, to recognize scam calls, that is something pretty cool. And I think that is something that the advertisements for the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro should have led with even before the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro, with the Pixel 5, the Pixel 5a, the Pixel 4a 5G, and the Pixel 4a should have led with that. Do you guys know how many times when I talk about Google Duplex and I get people like absolutely interested in it because they're like, whoa, your assistant can call and make appointments for you? Your, your assistant can call on your behalf and talk to somebody at a business, at a restaurant, or at something and engage with that person as if they were a real person themselves when it's actually an AI machine talking on your behalf. People get interested when they hear that. And this is what I mean by Google needs to lead with its main witness. Photos 
all phones can take photos. Videos, all phones can take videos. IP68 water and dust resistance, most phones today have that. Long long battery life, most phones today have that. Uh, fast charging, most phones today have that. Okay, so to differentiate yourself, and excuse my dogs for being loud, but to differentiate yourself from other competitors, you have to lead with your star witness. <sighs> Unless I'm wrong, tell me why I'm wrong. And for all the review videos out there, I really have to laugh. I, I really do. And I'm not crapping all over your craft or everything like that. Like you as a tech reviewer, if I watch your video, you are really good in my eyes and in my opinion. But I have to laugh at the reviews, though. I have to laugh at the reviews for those people who are let down. Like, um, the, the Pixel 6 is still in its infancy. Uh, it hasn't fully matured yet. We, we haven't even begun to see what this thing can really do. And um, while people complain about the the Tensor chip and all that other stuff, I mean, like, yeah, okay. Um, you know, name me a company that gets it right on the very first crack. Name me. I, I, I don't mean like because you thought it was great. That means it was absolutely perfect. Name me a company that has done something that hasn't had one single flaw to it. Because I'll tell you right now, if you name me a company and a, and a reason, I will nine times out of ten call bullshit on it. Because I can go then and find where there was a flaw, an issue that happened on the very first crack of something developed by a company in the mobile tech space. No one pumps anything out and gets it right on the very first try. None. No one hits a home run on the very first try. That's just how it is. Because everything is trial and error. Everything is technically a beta test when it's something new brought from a company. Regardless, even if they've been beta testing it for five years and they finally release it, it's still considered an beta test because it's the first time out there. They really, really don't have an idea of what real world use is going to be like. Otherwise, everything would be perfect at launch. So for those that are crying about it, well, <laughs> yeah, um, your expectations, uh, you might want to kind of bring them back a little bit. And I'm not downplaying Google Pixel phones and saying that they're so bad that you shouldn't have high standards for them. No, not in any way at all. But I, I live realistically to understand and know that there's going to be some issues with it. I'm prepared for that. So I'm not let down when I find an issue. But I do know, and the same thing still stands with all Pixel phones. They get better over time. A lot of the other people who just want to name off all kinds of things that's wrong with it because um, they just absolutely don't like it and they don't even have one in hand. I really think y'all should take the saying of learning when to put your foot in your mouth. Nothing is more idiotic than somebody to go and rant about a phone that they have absolutely zero experience with because they don't have it in hand. They want to pump up whatever phone they keep in their pocket next to their crotch but they sure as hell haven't even just put their money where their mouth is and bought the Pixel 6 or 6 Pro and actually used it to then go and make their obnoxious rant that is just 10 minutes of incoherent babbling, wasting people's time. Like, go get the phone and use it. Then come back and then come tell us what's wrong with it. And then we'll take you with a bit of credit. But as of right now, since you don't hold it in hand and you don't have it in pocket, you have no ground to stand on. 
for me, am I a Pixel fanboy that's just ranting out because other people didn't like the phone? No, because I could care less if other people like the phone. Other people's experiences don't govern mine experience. I like the phone. I'm using the phone. I will continue to use the phone. Even if the whole world hated it and dug a giant hole in the ground and just threw all their Pixel 6 and 6 Pros in there and buried it to make an explanation that they thought the phone was absolute garbage, I will still hold on to my phone and still use it. Because what I use only affects me. It doesn't affect none of you. And what y'all like does not affect me. It only affects you. So then why the hell do I spend my time caring? And why the hell should you spend your time caring about my experiences with the phone unless you are interested yourself on buying one? Then that's where I have ground to stand on. The other reviews where people felt let down. Here's a handkerchief. Wipe your tears and move on with your life. For those people who found it absolutely enjoyable, nice. Hopefully you still feel that way when there's more issues that we run into and that you don't flip and completely go bananas because there was an issue that happened. These things are to be expected. Should the Tensor Chip 2 start to have more problems, well, then now we're getting into the territory where we can start throwing 10 lashes to Google for having a chip that's executed poorly. We could then start condemning them for that. But as of right now, no. In all, all the reviews out there are just on all sides of the field, which I have to say is a positive note. You got to have your reviews that talk about the bad of the phone because those things need to be compared against the good of the phone for people to make a conscious buy. Nothing is done when everything has a great review or a kiss-ass review and tries to bury all the flaws of the phone underneath the rug. Um, So I think... The Pixel 6 is a very successful launch. The embargo did do something good for the community. It allowed people to explore different aspects of the Pixel 6 and come in at review time from a different point of view and a different angle rather than from the same regurgitated, I'm going to stand behind another person online and spit the same crap that they just said. It did wonders. So the only major flaw to Google and the Pixel 6 has to do with the fact that they're not leading with their main witness. Start telling people about your AI-assisted features. Don't just rely on the bloggers, the podcasters, and the YouTubers to do that for you. Some people don't even go on YouTube because of all the idiotic nonsense trolling that's going on in several different communities that people just don't want to deal with it. They've gone on to other things like TikTok and Instagram and and Facebook and stuff like that. And hey, while that may be, you can, with your advertisement on national TV, lead with your star witness. Anyways, guys, that's today's episode podcast. Let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment. If you're listening to this on the Facebook page, home of this podcast source, please leave a comment on there. I'd love to read your guys' thoughts. And yes, tomorrow we'll be back. Twitter releasing a feature that is TikTok-like and other things to talk about in tomorrow's podcast episode. So don't miss it. Thanks for listening in. And I'll see you guys next, well, tomorrow and then after that, next week, Tuesday.